Hello and welcome to Fidelity Next, a podcast for post-secondary students, brought to you by Fidelity Investments Canada, where we'll provide you with the tools you need to navigate your impending careers successfully in today's landscape. On today's episode, we're focusing on women in leadership and how you can build a successful career in asset management. We'll hear from two experienced and successful members of Fidelity Canada's investment team, Liz Chow, Vice President Investment Operations and Capital Markets, and Ritu Kumra, Equity Research Analyst. Liz and Ritu speak with host Quinn Flaherty about their career paths and growth, what their day-to-day job looks like, how they got here, and advice they have for the next generation. Among other topics of discussion on today's show, Liz shares what skill set she believes employers are looking for in new hires, and Ritu shares which certifications and designations are essential to a career in asset management. We'll turn things over to Quinn in just a moment. I wanted to remind everyone listening that throughout the rest of the year, we'll be offering several live interactive Fidelity Next webcasts for students and recent grads. To view upcoming topics and register to attend, please visit fidelity.ca slash next. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of Fidelity Investments Canada ULC or its affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. It is not an offer to sell or buy, or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Read a fund's prospectus before investing. Funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. Fees, expenses, and commissions are all associated with fund investments. Hello, and welcome to Fidelity Next. My name is Quinn Flaherty, and I am the Research and Thought Leadership Manager here at Fidelity Investments Canada. And I'm also one of the lead producers of the show that you're watching today, um, our webcast series built for you students who are looking to find more information about uh, their own career paths and um, opportunities here at Fidelity Investments. Super excited for you to join us today, and I'm also super excited to be hosting today's show. Um, And for the reason being that for many of you, you're at the point um, you're at school trying to figure out what that first job might be and what the right career path might be for you. And really, today's show was really all about that. Listening to the incredible career experiences of two very successful women here at Fidelity who can provide advice that you could perhaps use as you're trying to figure out what that right first job might be for you and what the appropriate career path might be as well. I'm excited to introduce Ritu Kumra and Liz Chow. Uh, Ritu is an equity research analyst at Fidelity Investments Canada. Ritu is responsible for covering a universe of stocks, finding different levels of analyses, and ultimately using that analysis to provide investment ideas and recommendations for Fidelity portfolio managers who can implement them into Fidelity products. And I'm also really excited to introduce Liz Chow. Liz is our Vice President of Investment Operations and Capital Markets. Liz has a really, really cool job here at Fidelity. I'm sure we are looking forward to Liz speaking a little bit more about that. And Liz is really um, the main liaison between our internal investment and trading partners um, and internal and external capital markets partners as well. So why don't I bring you, uh, Ritu and um, Liz, into the conversation. Welcome to Fidelity Next. Very happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for coming. Now, we only have 30 minutes to go through both your career experiences and all your memories and advice. Why don't we kick it off with just really starting from the the beginning, Uh, Ritu and Liz. You've been in the same shoes as the students watching today. You were at a moment in in your careers where you're thinking about what that first job might be and what your career path might look like. And I'm wondering if each of you could take a moment 
to kind of speak to and summarize um, your career experience from uh, the beginning at coming out of school and now here at Fidelity. Maybe Liz, I can ask you to start first. Sure. So, um, so I'll take you back to high school because that's when I really developed an interest in current events, uh, business and investing. So that led me to pursue an undergraduate uh, degree in business and I majored in accounting. But coming out of the degree, I, I really wanted to understand businesses, their strategies and how their results manifested themselves um, through their financial statements. So I started my career in investment banking. And um, that really provided me with good exposure to capital markets, understanding how companies raise capital and mergers and acquisitions. Now, after a few years, um, I realized that I really wanted to explore investing. And so I went back and I did my MBA at UPenn. And um, after that, I found my way to Fidelity. Well, that's amazing. And I actually, um, in our production meetings before today's webcast, I didn't even know that, that you attended UPenn, which is fantastic and amazing. I can ask you, Liz, you know, your experience in investment banking and then into investment, um, how was that leap? Um, perhaps some people on the call would see it as kind of a tra traditional career path going from school into investment banking. What were some of your learnings and, and maybe things that um, were different than what you thought it would be coming out of school into investment banking and finance? Yeah, I think the largest difference was in investment banking, you're an advisor to companies. And so you're giving them the best advice as to who you think might be a strategic fit for their business in terms of an acquisition or what you think their uh, optimal capital structure is. But when you're on the investing side, you're making you're making the same analysis, but you're actually putting uh, investments, uh, real dollars behind your analysis. And so, so I think it was a very fluid transition in that. Uh, in investing, as we too will talk to you more about, um, when you analyze stocks and sectors, um, you need to understand how companies make money. You need to have a very strong grounding in financial analysis and accounting. And then there's also the art aspect where you have to put together a lot of different pieces of information to make the right investment decision um, based on your analysis. So I think in terms of one of my, my major learnings um, from investment banking, it was more it's more it's less based on the actual technical part, but more based on, um, you know, once you ch once you decide what you want to do, where your passions and interests are, then it's really uh, choosing the right company um, based on the company's culture and and the colleagues that you'll meet through the interview process, um, because you'll be spending a lot of time with these people and uh, day in, day out. And so, uh, you know, from a long term uh, view, I've been with Fidelity for 14 years and there's a reason why I've stayed here. It's really the people. I completely agree with you. And I hope we can talk a little bit more about uh, the Fidelity culture a little bit later in the show. Ritu, I know I can ask you kind of to summarize you know, your career journey. I have a little bit of an unconventional path to uh, to getting to Fidelity. So I did my undergrad in statistics, uh, mathematics and biology. And um, I there thereafter I went to um, do my master's in statistics at Harvard, and I, um, I I went there with the goal of wanting to apply quantitative analysis to finance. But I realized um, I, I worked in the in the in the uh, capacity of a of a statistician after, thereafter. But I realized that I just needed in order for me, for me to be able to do that, I needed to actually do my MBA, and so. Um, so uh, I ended up uh, doing my MBA at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, and um, and I really dug into you know fundamental equity research at that time, and I, that's when I kind of pivoted to the asset management world. Uh, but before I actually came to Fidelity, I I lived in the U.S. for about ten years, and I was uh, 
I, I worked in the fixed income capacity uh, prior to coming to Fidelity. And so I was, do, I was doing that for about two and a half years. So investment management, but on the other side of the balance sheet. And um, and um, and then, you know, when I was looking to move back to Canada, um, that's when I applied to Fidelity. And so um, I, I, I took a little bit of a roundabout path, given my original training is in statistics, but don't regret it at all. Well, you're, you're kind of talk conversation and theme about a roundabout experience. It resonates with me as someone who studied something completely different from finance. Um, I had studied kinesiology as my undergraduate and went to business school thereafter. And maybe I could ask you for your thoughts that you know, a roundabout career journey, maybe perhaps an unconventional way to get in, into the asset management industry. Can you talk about kind of the benefits or you know, reflecting back on your journey to where you are now, what were the benefits or things that you reflect on being that was a real positive moment in my career? Yeah, so, you know, like, I, I think there's pros and cons to, I guess, to every path, right? When I look at the pros, I I think about um, the fact that, um, you know, I got to, you know, do an extra couple of degrees. I had the opportunity to, to really hone in on my analytical skills. I had the opportunity to work in the fixed income capacity. And all those skill sets helped me to shape who I am today at, as an analyst at Fidelity. So, while I don't regret it, I do wish I got to Fidelity before uh, before when I did because I because um, I, I just love what I do and I just wish I was kind of doing it off the bat. Exactly, we should all try to find ways to look find a job that we love going to every single day, and I think we all agree that we found it here at Fidelity, which is fantastic. Maybe Liz, I'll pose this question to you: Would you say the skill sets that employers are looking for are they similar between those in investment banking and investment management? Yes, I'd say absolutely. I think um, I think there's generally three things that that we look for. So number one, uh, intellectual curiosity and just a passion for what you're applying to. So whether that be investment banking or investment management, uh, you know, it's very clear when someone has demonstrated passion just in their day to day. You know, if you're if you're if it's investing, for example, and you're a student, you don't necessarily have to be putting money to work in the stock market. But you could still be following stocks and perhaps creating a paper portfolio and and following you know the stock uh, while like through its reporting season and just understanding how stocks move. So just think. So that's number one. Um, number two would be work ethic. That could be demonstrated, uh, you know, not just in academics but in your extracurricular pursuits, um, be it a sport, a nonprofit work, or just anything that you're really passionate about. And then number three, it's it's communication skills. So, um, so although what we do is very technical on the analysis front, to make a real impact on portfolios and if it's investment banking to real to make a real impact on the clients, communication skills are are essential. Those are great three great three points. And maybe Rita, I'll ask you if any other kind of skill sets or things to add in investment management that either you you look for or think are helpful in in your role. Yeah, I, I concur with everything that Liz has said. The only thing I would probably add is um, grit. Just having the horsepower to just continuously, you know, asking asking the question why, 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 because that you generally get to the to the answer when when you have that that horsepower, that grit. And but other than that, I agree with everything that Liz had said, like the the communication, the intellectual curiosity, uh, the passion for what you do. Um, because you know, like we spend a lot of our time in our in our in our week um, on our career, so you just have to make sure you really really enjoy it. Great points, thanks, Ritu. So maybe I'll take a step back again, and let's talk about your experiences. Of course, this webcast is titled "Begins with Women in Leadership." Um, both of you are incredibly successful women um, here at Fidelity, and we know that women face unique challenges uh, on their career journeys and on in their career paths. 
And so maybe um, I'd ask each of you to take a moment and maybe you could talk about maybe some a unique challenge that you faced in your career journeys and, and how you overcame that. Maybe we can start with you, Liz. Sure. So I know this topic um, uh, gets a lot of attention because when you look at numbers, the fact of the matter is there are fewer females um, in investment management, particularly in the portfolio management and analyst space. But I honestly, I would have to say that I never really felt um, any unique challenges to being a woman. When I started as an equity research analyst at Fidelity um, or through my my 10 years there, the one um, the one time period I would call out, though, is when I was starting to think about having a family and thinking about maternity leave. So uh, questions as to, you know, how much time should I take? And if I'm away for a period of time, um, you know, would that impact my career progression versus uh, somebody that didn't uh, take time off? So I think um, I think what helped me through this time was just having a manager um, and the company's leadership team just being extremely supportive of any route that I wanted to take. I think and at the end of the day, uh, investment management is also a meritocracy. So the investment team, you know, our number one goal is to add uh, value, add returns to our clients. And it's it's very clear if we're adding value by the returns that you can see of our funds. So uh, so in that sense, it's it's a very good industry um, for uh, to alleviate, um, you know, the concerns I had around that time. Thanks, Liz. And Ritu, any any thoughts on your career path reflecting back unique challenges at all? Yeah, I would um I would say, you know, when it came time to um having a family, that that is definitely something that poses a challenge, especially as being like a new mom um that, you know, wanted to, you know, keep my family happy, my kids happy, but also at the same time, you know, very career driven. And so finding that right balance that works for for me, I think was, um, was, was a challenge for me. And so I think what helps is just, you know, I have a very supportive family, a very supportive husband on, on the home front, but I also have, um, you know, like, like Liz had talked about very, a very supportive leadership team. And, uh, and that, that really helps, you know, like everyone at work, and this is part of the, the fidelity culture. Everyone at work is very, uh, family oriented, family friendly. Um, we all know each other's families and, and I think, you know, just having a leadership that just enforces making sure that you, like you have that work-life balance. In fact, one of our leaders had, had, um, been giving us a kind of just gave us a little, what we call PM lunches. And he had said when, when he was talking that, you know, if you ever miss a ballet recital or your child's baseball game, um, you should really rethink, rethink your priorities and you should frankly get canned. And so, you know, that says a lot. There's a lot of power in those words when, when, you know, your, your leader is talking about how important work-life balance is. And so that just gives you a little bit of insight as to kind of the support we have around, around the, around the office. Well, how appropriate is it that we have leadership in the title of this webcast? Um, that it's important to have leadership to enjoy that balance and then have a great career at Fidelity or wherever else. How important are industry-specific internships? If I want to work in asset management, do I have to have all my internship experience in the industry or maybe diversify it a bit? I don't think it's important as all, at all. Um, like as I kind of talked about with my, with my path, I was a statistician by training. So I wasn't really specific to any industry, but I think what matters is just more the skill set than your actual experience. Cause ultimately, 
when um, when an analyst comes in and is assigned an industry, you're not expected to know everything about the industry and you're you are given a ramp period. And I think that, you know, just given the rotational model that we have here at Fidelity within the analyst role, you know, you end up going through a few different rotations where you learn about different industries. So you're not expected to know anything, frankly, about any industry um, coming in. It's just more your ability to um, your like analytical skills, your ability, like all the skills that we had discussed in the prior question. Fantastic. And there was another question, uh, Ritu, maybe just a quick point on this. Certifications, designations, are they essential to the role to an application? I imagine I can assume your response here. So I have I have a few degrees and I also have my CFA. I don't think it's essential to have your your CFA in order to be able to be successful at Fidelity. Some people do, some people don't. And people come from all walks of life. And so I think, um, you know, even if you decide to do your CFA after you come on as an analyst, you know, Fidelity will support you through that process. I did my CFA because I found that it only helped me and it enhanced my skills. So I was interested in doing that, but it's not a requirement. Fantastic. Thanks, Ritu. And so maybe, Liz, I'll, I'll pose a new question uh, to you. Let's explore your role at Fidelity. Right now, you're the Vice President of Investment Operations and Capital Markets. Before that, you mentioned you've been with the company now for 14 years. Can you talk a little bit about the different roles that you've had and what you've learned and maybe some advice um, for our viewers today about transitioning between roles within a company, your experience there? So I did start as an equity research analyst, and I covered several different sectors. As Richu mentioned, there's a rotational program that we have for our equity analysts. And that I always thought that would be my path. So when I graduated from MBA, you know, the conventional career path uh, within our portfolio management team is to start as an, as an analyst and then progress to portfolio manager over time. I think um, after several, and I loved what I did, but I think after, you know, 10 years, I, um, I realized that my, my personal values and my aspirations changed just at the same time as um, my personal life was changing. The opportunity arose where they needed a capital markets um, person here in Toronto. And it was, um, it was kind of right place, right time. And, you know, things, Things like that will happen. Like you can't really plan everything. Uh, you can have a sense for what you want to do and where you want to go. But I'd say my biggest learning was being flexible to uh, doors that opened because I'm working with the same team, the same portfolio managers, um, the same the same folks. Um, it was a very seamless and easy transition for me. And uh, frankly, I feel quite fortunate um, that I've been able to continue to work with the team. Um, coming back to what I said at the beginning. It's really your your work colleagues can almost become like your family because you are spending so much time with them. So that's something that I feel very grateful for. Thanks, Liz. Oh, very interesting and important to have great management. And I totally agree with you. Great to have doors being opened and, and follow through and, and see what that experience uh, may be. One of the questions um, that I have here, and I think it's a really interesting one. We always talk, whether these, these webcasts or career uh, blogs or whichever, we talk about credentials and designations and, and experience, but sometimes the day-to-day -day habits also bear fruit uh, in a job or a career path. And maybe I could ask each of you, maybe starting with you, Ritu, what are some of those daily habits that you have that you think are beneficial in building a career? Um, I'd be interested to hear your, your thoughts on that. I think Liz touched on it earlier. Um, like, you know, I think my my daily habits as a student was, is different than my daily habits today um, in being in the role. As a student, I think uh, just like kind of keeping up with the 
with the, the like global, like what's happening in the world, um, understanding kind of like where we are in the market, um, having a sense of like, you know, why the market went up, why the market went down, but also just having your own PA. Um, I think it really, it really just helps you understand what you do day to day on the job. And so that's kind of like, those are the kind of the daily things I was doing um, just as a, as a student. But today, you know, it's other than the PA part, um, which you can replace with actual, you know, like stocks that we, we look at at work. Um, it's, it's kind of the same thing, just like, you know, just making sure we understand like, you know, why, why things are happening in, in the world, why the rate market, the rates are going up or it's going down, why the markets are going up or it's going down, where we are in the cycle, you know, just having a bottom up and yet a top down view of, of the world. Fantastic. And, and Liz, what are your thoughts on day to day habits? I like maybe I can ask you, as Ritu said, maybe a habit as a student um, that was beneficial and then maybe a habit now. I think a habit that's taken me through is um, just organ- my organizational skills. So it's always there's we have so much going on in our lives, um, be it at work, keeping track of what needs to be done, deadlines and so forth, prioritizing and then in our personal life, too. And so um, so for me, like staying organized, knowing what I have um, on my plate on the next for the next day, for example, um, helps me kind of organize my day. And I think in terms of staying motivated, for me, it's just making sure that my my values and my interests align with what I'm doing at work, as well as making time for interests outside of work. And so, um, so for me, that it's like getting that workout in. Over the COVID time period, I uh, I bought a Peloton, and it's been it's been a lifeline for me. Um, and then also just being um, present for my family when I'm away from work, um, just being there for my family. So that, those are those are what keeps me motivated. No, it sounds great and striking a balance. I didn't buy a Peloton myself. I have a treadmill down in my basement. I think <laughs> I'm hanging clothes on. It might be collecting dust, but I'm more motivated <laughs> to use it now. Maybe, uh, Liz, me too. Maybe I'll ask you, what's your proudest accomplishment um, as part of your role here at Fidelity? You work on so many projects. You review so many different and stocks and do so many things. Maybe I can ask each of you, what's your proudest accomplishment? And um, Liz, I'll start with you. I think uh, Ritu and I might have very similar <laughs> answers on this one. Um, uh, so for for me, it's it's really it's a team effort, um, and so for me, the greatest satisfaction comes when we're able to come together and really generate you know superior investment returns uh, for the benefit of our clients uh, through fund performance. So whether it be in the portfolio management role, the equity research role, undercovering you know those investment ideas, taking the time to to do the fundamental analysis to get an edge. On the investment, and um, you know, in my role now in capital markets, I do spend some time on uh, assisting the team with investing in private companies. So um, when it all comes together, when we're able to work together um, to make an investment happen for the benefit of the funds, I mean, you know, that's just you know, that's the icing on the cake. Ritu, anything to add, or or, or maybe something different? I think Liz put it beautifully. I, I don't think there's just any one accomplishment. I think. Every day, the market tells you whether your portfolio is set up correctly or not, or things have to change or not. When you can look at the market and you look at your performance and um, and just the ability to to create alpha for fund holders, I think it it just speaks volumes and and it's truly a team effort. Um, whether it's Liz, um, you know, working on on the capital market side or PMs, um, kind of you know, looking at new ideas or analysts like turning over stones. It's truly, it's truly a team effort. Great. Thanks, Ritu. Given the, the COVID environment, um, has it changed how you look at investing? 
um, or how you do or go about your job? It's an interesting question. What do you think, Liz? I think in terms of um, how we invest, I mean, certainly um, when I first started, we were one year away from the global financial crisis, from the bankruptcies that we've seen of financial institutions in New York. And so, you know, you never really think that you'll see that many black swan events in your career. But we've already, I mean, you know, the COVID-19 was um, uh, unprecedented. So I think it, it makes you kind of realize how infrequent events can happen more frequently than history suggests. But through it all, the uh, the approach to kind of investing, and I think we too can add onto this because uh, she, you know, she was an analyst real time during this period, is um, at Fidelity, we're bottoms up investors. And so, um, so we follow our companies, um, you know, when, when the macro environment seems, um, you know, fairly um, stable and benign. And we follow the companies when the environment seems like it's uncertain. You know, the day-to-day work that we do, uh, speaking with companies, uh, getting management updates, you know, following the markets and valuations and putting together that mosaic to drive our investment thesis, uh, you know, that's the bread and butter of what we do. And that stays the same. Uh, in terms of work life, you know, I think COVID, um, accelerated a lot of trends, um, in the, in the professional realm. And so, we all, uh, Fidelity, uh, as well as all our peers, we had to pivot to working from home in a very quick fashion. And, um, and I think, um, you know, Fidelity was very good at giving everyone the technology they needed, uh, to work from home. Uh, the, the transition was very seamless, probably on a personal level. It was, um, it was just more of an adjustment because, you know, you're, you're logged into your, uh, virtual private network. Um, it's very easy to get on whether it be, you know, five o'clock at night or if you need to jump on at seven at night. So it's, it was, I think for me, it was probably uh, creating that barrier in terms of, you know, t- turning it off for the night and, and not coming back to it. That was probably <laughs> the biggest challenge that I had. Definitely. It's a similar challenge for, for many people, for sure. Uh, Ritu, I want to uh, pose uh, this last question to you as we're quickly running out of time. Uh, and that's the fact that there are opportunities to work with the two of you. Uh, on the Fidelity Can investment team. And I was wondering if maybe you could take a moment just to talk about um, the equity research associate positions and summer internships. Yeah, of course. Um, so we are hiring uh, for both uh, internships as well as full-time positions. And so um, for those of you who are interested, I'd really encourage you to apply. And basically um, coming into the role, I can describe it a little bit. Coming into the role, the opportunity is, you know, you'll be assigned a sector, you'll be given uh, 20 to 25 stocks. Now I'm talking about in a full-time, in a full-time capacity, not necessarily a, a, a summer internship, but, um, and you'll be given time to just ramp and you're given the autonomy to ramp in whichever way you see fit because I don't think there's one way to invest. And, um, and I think that, um, you know, you're going to be given mentorship, but you're also going to be allowed to kind of use your own flexibility to kind of just see what, what works best for you. Cause every investor is a different type of an investor. And so, so yeah. And then, you know, it, it just, it's basically, you know, covering the, the companies, having a view in your sector, covering, covering each stock, um, meeting with your management teams, um, going through earnings season, you know, just making, creating your own models and, um, and just ma- making your own buy, holds and sell picks. And so, the beauty about this job is that um, the market will tell you every single day if you're right or you're wrong. And so, um, and if you're right 60% of the time, that's that's a home run. We'll have to leave it there. Liz, Ritu, I'm sure we could talk for another half hour, but we'll have to leave it there. 
thank you very much for joining the show and we'll have to do a part two some other time and, and continue the discussion. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're looking for more information about co-op positions or full-time positions here at Fidelity, please go to your school's co-op job boards or visit the Fidelity Careers page. Thanks again for joining us. My name is Quinn Flaherty and I look forward to seeing you on the next Fidelity Next. Thanks for listening to the Fidelity Next podcast, brought to you by Fidelity Investments Canada. You can visit fidelity.ca for details on future live webcasts, follow Fidelity Canada on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave a review or a five-star rating. Thanks. See you next time.